This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So glad you decided to join me today. I am going to be doing part two of my story with you all. So kind of a recap. In the previous episode about my story, I talked about kind of the early days of my life, about growing up with my mom and dad, uh, them getting divorced in 1979 when I was nine, um, moving away with my dad, uh, eventually moving to the Kansas City area where I spent my teenage slash growing up years, um, going away to college, meeting my then wife in my last year of college and talked about my roommate dying, graduating from college and getting married all within a month. And then at the end of that same summer, starting grad school. And that's kind of where I left the story off. That has a very, very quick recap of that particular episode. So what I wanted to talk to you about today was what essentially my life was like when I was married and my divorce and what has happened since then. Uh, I got married in 1994, in the summer of 94, um, June the 4th to be exact. And you may think, how in the world do you remember that, John? Uh, you know, it's been a long time since you've been divorced. It's been over 11 years since I've been divorced. I'm recording this in June of 2021. Now, this is not the only way that I remember it, but one of the ways that I remember that that was indeed my wedding date was that my son was born on the same day, six years later, June 4th, 2000. So my son is now 21 and had the same birthday as my former anniversary. So that is a way that I remember that date. But, um, so we got married and I was in grad school. She was finishing up her undergrad. Uh, she finished up a little before I did. She finished about six months before I did. I got my, my master's degree in three years. So I finished up in 1997, May of 97. And part of my story is that if you heard the, pre if you haven't heard the previous episode, regarding my story, I suggest you listen to that. I'd, I think that will be well worth your time to kind of catch you up to where we are now. But if indeed you're not, um, that's okay too. After I graduated from grad school, which was seminary for me, um, yes, I have a master's degree in divinity, in case you were wondering. And about a year before I graduated, I knew I was going to need to start looking for a job. So I started applying for jobs all over the country. And when you're talking about a church job, uh, when you work on a church staff, you know, those committees and stuff you got to deal with, man, they take forever to get stuff done. So that's why I started so early. And I had hundreds and hundreds of interviews over the phone. Uh, did some in-person interviews. Uh, I think we ended up going five, six, maybe seven different places and all over the country, Florida, California, Michigan, Arkansas. I mean, just all over the place, all different kinds of places. 
And there are a lot of reasons why it didn't work out in each of the places. But the last place we went to, you know, one of the things that we decided on was if I didn't get that job, what we, we decided that whoever got a job first, that's where we were going to settle. And so the other person would find a job in that area. Well, my then wife uh, found a teaching job um, in Kansas City where we lived. And so we stayed here and I found a job with a large company uh, here in Kansas City. I did that for a couple of years and then left. The, I left that job to go to a dot-com. When the dot-com boom was taking off, this would have been, you know, like late 99, early 2000. Um, so she was pregnant with my son, Ethan, at that time. And that was not a great experience for me at all. That dot-com boom, that was terrible. It was horrible working conditions for me. Uh, just didn't work out well. Uh, I lost that job. And it was several months before I found another job. Um, you know, I did a few interim things here and there that lasted a month, maybe two. But just nothing was clicking. And then I was provided an opportunity. My former father-in-law had finished uh, building a building to move one of his businesses into. And he said, you know, you don't have anything else going on. Uh, do you want to come give me a bid to clean my building? Well, first of all, at that point, I hadn't had my own business before, let alone a cleaning business. And so I came in, provided him a bid. Now, you know, he was extremely helpful to me in many, many ways, especially in the early days, but definitely over the years he was. And essentially he, he kind of gave me that first cleaning job because he said, basically, if you come a dollar under the lowest bid, it's yours. So he provided me an opportunity to make money, but it also gave me a chance to learn because I, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, none that were, you know, like horrible mistakes, but I made a lot of mistakes in the early days, uh, both in the business and on the business. You know, I had, one of the things I had to do is I had to learn how to network. I'd never done that before. And at that point in my life, I was for the most part an introvert. And so the idea of networking with other people was, it was a little scary, definitely not something that I would naturally do, but it's something that I had to do if I wanted to survive. And so I did that. I got out there and I did it over and over and over again, but I made some really terrific connections with people um, locally here where I live. Uh, people who are still friends of mine to this day, people I still do business with, uh, people who do on occasion do business with me. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that was one of the businesses that I started. I started a cleaning business. Um, I've done some other ones since then. I've started a business where I made uh, chocolate-covered strawberries. Um, as you guys know, that I'm, I'm a coach and a speaker as well. I'm a podcaster, clearly. If you're watching and or listening to this, you know that to be the case. Um, Something else I'm working on right now is I'm working on my first book. It's called Masculine Revolution, How to Ask for Directions Without Losing Your Man Card. So hope you like the title. thought that was kind of fun. Uh, it's based on some things I've talked about on the podcast earlier. So some earlier episodes, if you haven't heard them, check them out. They're related to the F6 formula, the F6 formula. So a lot of the book 
involves the F6 formula, not exclusively, but a lot of it. So be looking for that in the coming days, weeks, months. It's, it's coming. It's not done, clearly, but it's coming. So one of the things about starting your own business, and in some cases, multiple businesses, is that, you know, it's your baby and you have to nurture it. You have to take care of it. You have to, you know, feed it and bathe it and change it and help it to sleep and all that's all you got to do everything for the business, especially in the early days. And after a while, you know, it's supposed to kind of take off and take care of itself on its own, you know, with the proper people in place, taking care of certain things that need to be taken care of. But it's still your baby, especially if you started your business from scratch. If it, you didn't buy an existing business, you didn't buy a franchise, you, you started it from nothing. It's your baby. And so sometimes that can be hard to let go of, which can turn into some challenges when it comes to relationships at home. Um, and that is some that led to the demise of my marriage. It's a small part, but it was a part uh, because I had a hard time letting that go. Uh, I worked a lot and I was constantly doing things. If I wasn't actually present doing actual hands-on work, I was doing the behind the scenes stuff that you have to do with any business to keep it going. And so I was doing those kinds of things in addition to networking and that sort of thing. Oh, and somewhere in there, I was trying to spend, find time to spend with my kids. Um, but my challenge was that I worked days and nights. And because I was doing that, it left little time for my relationship with my then wife. Um, and that definitely played a factor into our demise. Uh, there's some other things that played into that. You know, growing up, I grew up around a dad who had anger issues. And while I wasn't then, and I'm not now, the same man that my dad is or was, there were elements of that in me. Uh, th parts I didn't like. Uh, the fact that things did make me angry. And I, I didn't know what to do with that anger a lot of times. That's not an excuse. It's just how it was. And so, and that's part of the reason why I think my, my son, Ethan, is the editor of this podcast. Uh, I've mentioned that before, but he is. And so I know he listens to these podcasts. Um, and so I'm not going to say something that he hasn't already told me. But I think that's one of the reasons why when Ethan thinks of me, even today in 2021, he still thinks of who I was back in like 2009, you know, just prior to our divorce, because it takes him back to a really bad place. Uh, yeah, learning about the impending divorce between his mom and I certainly played into that. But, you know, I had a role in that, too, and who I was at that time. I'm not proud of who that guy was. I hated that guy. And 98% of that guy is gone today. 
which I am extremely thankful for. And I did a lot of stuff to try and work through my issues to get me better. Uh, the problem is that, you know, my son has seen those changes in me and he knows it up here in his head, but not all of it has fully transferred all the way down into his heart where he believes it, you know, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet and everything in between. So that's something that we work on. And it's something we recently talked about. So, and that was a really good conversation that we had related to that. That wasn't exactly on topic today, but it kind of applies. So hopefully you can get something from that. And so I mentioned before, uh, I'm not going to be saying a lot about my ex-wife because that's not really what this is about. It's not really about her. Um, and I can, I can tell you this, this is important. One of the things that I told her just after our divorce was that I would never say a negative word about her to the children. And to this day, I have yet to do that. That's not my job as my kid's dad. My job as their dad is to help them and to guide them and to love them the best ways that I know how. And part of that is to try and encourage the best relationship possible that they can have with their mom. Without a doubt, that's one of the most important things that I do. Even though we're divorced, I still try to encourage them to have a great relationship with their mom. If they're having a fight with their mom, now this was more when they were a little bit younger than they are now, but you know, if they're having challenges with their mom, I would very often turn it around. It's like, you know, are you talking to her about it? Have you expressed this to her? That kind of thing, because I want them to have a great relationship and you can't have a great relationship with anybody if you're not talking, if you're not communicating. That is so hugely important, folks. So important. Not just between, you know, like a husband and wife or a parent and child, but it could be between, could be between you and a friend or between you and a coworker or you and a client. I've said this before and I will continue to say it. How things go at home directly impacts how things go at work because you always take home with you because what's the same variable in all of those things? It's you. That's right. Or it's me if we're talking about me. So I knew that when the divorce was coming, once I got through the hurt of knowing that that was coming, I knew things needed to change. And so... I, while I was going to therapy, then I continued to go to therapy to help me, uh, to help me get better, to learn more about me, to, to deal with some stuff from my past and to get it out in the open, to flesh it out. Um, I have a, a, a former coach who shared this, not just with me, but with many people, but I will share this with you. He said this, it's like, you know, you got to choose the pain that you're going to have in your life. What kind of pain is it going to be? Are you going to choose chronic pain or acute pain? Now, let me provide some definitions. Chronic pain is not the kind of pain for the most part that it's like extreme and really, really hurts. It's you feel it. It's there. If you push it too hard, you really feel it. But for the most part, your day-to-day -day existence, it's there. You notice it, but it's just ongoing and never stops ever. Then there's acute pain. And you really feel it. I mean, it really hurts and it is intense, but it's for a short amount of time. And then it's over. 
So if you want to experience change, positive life affirming change, you have to choose acute pain. Have to. It's like that infection that you can, if those of you who are watching, I'm, I'm have my watch on here, but if you had an infection in your arm and you just kind of, you know, took a cloth and just kind of wiped off the surface and just covered it up and left it alone, you didn't really do anything. I mean, momentarily you took care of whatever was bothering you on the surface, but what's underneath was still there. You weren't getting rid of it. In order to do it, you'd have to dig out that infection, get it all the way out and then bandage it up. And yeah, there's recovery time. So when you go through that acute pain, there is time that you're going to need to recover. And I needed that. I needed that recovery time. Part of that, I needed it for me personally. Um, I needed some of it to recover from a relationship standpoint. Um, so I did a lot of things to help me get better. I did a lot of learning. I did a lot of reading and research on relationships in general and how to get better and why men are so bad at relationships, especially after they get married. And I learned a lot of things. That's why you need to go back to those episodes where I talk about the F6 formula because it's the six areas of a man's life he tends to struggle in after he gets married. And I will mention them here. And those areas are faith, fashion, fitness, food, friendship, and fun. That's right. So that's six. Six areas. And those were things I began to work on. I began to work on those things. And slowly, steadily over time, when I made the decision to do the acute pain of working on me and in my recovery, I started working on those things and I've gotten better at all of them in all those areas. I didn't tackle all of them at one time. I tackled one at a time. And that would be my suggestion to you is you have things that you need to work on. If you need that acute pain, do that hard work. And then the other areas you need to work on, just tackle one at a time. Don't try and do a bunch. If you try and do a bunch at one time, you'll fail miserably at all of them. Now you're going to learn from that, which is good, but just try one at a time. Just one at a time. Not sure where to start. Hit me up with a DM. Let's set up a conversation. We'll have a free coaching call and I'll help you work through those things. Cause that's part of what I do now is I help people get better in those kinds of areas of their lives. All right. So we are, I'm through the divorce working through things. And as you might imagine, you know, divorces are not inexpensive. Cost me a lot in many different ways. And so for sometimes out of necessity, I've had to start other businesses to try and bring in more income. Uh, but one of the things that I discovered in the process of starting other businesses is that I really like it a lot. And most of my businesses are completely different from one another. There aren't a lot of entrepreneurs like me, but there are some. So one term that can be used is I am a serial entrepreneur. That is true. I am. So I like a lot of different things. Now, granted, the speaking and coaching kind of go together, some with the podcasting, but um, you know, I own a cleaning business. I own one where I make chocolate covered strawberries. Uh, believe it or not, I perform wedding ceremonies. That's right. I am ordained and I've been performing wedding ceremonies since 1992. So I've been doing it a long time. And I really enjoy that a lot, actually. That's a lot of fun for me. 
Now, here's one thing that I don't mention a lot of, and I should be mentioning it more here because you all are so nice and so complimentary, especially for those of you who only listen to the podcast. Uh, I've gotten several very kind, so kind comments from you about my voice and how you like my voice. You like hearing my voice, which that means the world to me. I've been public slash professionally speaking for many, many years. And it's nice to know that the effort that I put into my craft is paying off. And it's going to pay off additionally in this way. I've started doing voiceover work. That's right. So if you're looking for somebody to do voiceover work for videos, possibly video games, um, for books, uh, trailers, that sort of thing, and you think I might be a fit, let me know. I'd love to talk to you. So just just hit me up, send me a DM, and I will respond back to you right away, and we can definitely make something like that happen because that's something else that I have a lot of fun with. I don't do it near as much as I'd like to, but it's a lot of fun for me. All right, so I recreated myself is what I've had to do since my divorce. And that's really what you have to do when you have these major life changes. You have to recreate yourself. And what I've done in the process is I've learned how to enjoy the recreating process. So recreate is also recreate, like recreation. So I'm enjoying the recreation process. That's a lot of fun for me. I also look at it this way. I'm just, I'm in the process of becoming who I already am. And just think on that for a little bit. I'm in the process of becoming who I already am. Maybe said another way, I'm in the process of becoming who God's called me to be, who he created me to be. So who are you? Who has God created you to be? Are you that person yet? And if not, why not? What are you doing to get there? What work are you putting in to make yourself better? And don't think about the 20 different things you have to do to get to that point. It's okay to list them out. And then let's just pick one. Work on that. Get better at that, then move on to the next one, and so on and so on. That's the way you're going to get there, folks. That's how I got there. I say that like I've achieved everything that I want to, and trust me, I haven't. But I'm much further along in the process than I used to be, and I'm so grateful for that. I am thankful for the process. I'm thankful for the journey. Because, folks, that's what it's about. Life is about relationships, and it is the journey that makes it sweet, that gives it meaning. That's what's so important. Um, Let me share this, because I think this is important, too. I've had private conversations with people and have shared this, but I don't know that I've done it publicly this way before. And that is, while I would never have chosen to get a divorce, never And it is not something I wish on anyone. No one. There is no one I dislike enough that I would ever want that for them. Because it is devastating. It is heartbreaking. And it is horrible. It just is. It was never meant to be that way. Never. Having said that, because of my divorce, because it became a catalyst for me to begin the process of becoming who I was created to be. And you know something? 
I like that guy. I like the guy I am now. I didn't like him then. I didn't like him at all. I won't go so far as to say I loathed him, but I did not like him. He was not a great guy. He was on the surface, but he was not underneath. I am now. You know, one of the things that's critically important to me uh, as a person, as a man, as an entrepreneur slash business owner, uh, as a speaker and a coach, as a podcaster, as someone who creates content on a regular basis, something that is so critically important to me is that what you see or what you hear when you're not in front of me matches who I am the rest of my life. When I'm out and about doing my thing, when I'm at home alone, when I'm out in a group of people, uh, if I'm at church or I'm working or whatever it is that I'm doing, that what you see is what you get with me. I'm the same guy. So I don't post things that I don't believe in. I don't post things that I don't think are important. So when you see me do a video, if you ever wonder, I wonder if he's really like that in real life. Yup, I am. If you want to know if I'm really like that, you can ask my mom, although she's not on social media, so I don't know how you would do that. Um, you could ask my son, Ethan. He's on Instagram You guys can and, and Twitter. You guys can find him pretty easily on either one of those platforms. Which, by the way, let me do a shout out for my son's podcast here for just a minute. I don't say or mention his often enough. It's called True Stories of a Tryhard. It's a, it's a good, heartfelt podcast. Uh, sometimes he has guests on. Other times it's just him. Where he is talking about how to deal with... Uh, initially, it started with how to deal with anxiety. But he deals with other things that are also life-related, but more so focused toward mental health. Um, so he has very interesting conversations with people and I highly recommend you check it out, um, and give him some feedback. Let him know what you think. Um, he probably hears too often from me about what I think <laughs> related to the podcast. So, um, but you know, that's the dad of me. What can I say? And I happen to be recording this on father's day, 2021, which is June the 20th. And so happy father's day to all the dads out there whether you're an actual dad, whether you fill the role of dad in someone's life, whatever that is, happy Father's Day. Dads, we love you. You are important. And we desperately need you. We need you in society and your kids need you so much. Be the dad that your kids need. So much for my public service announcement about Dad's and Father's Day. So now this particular episode is going to come out after Father's Day, but it's still important. It's still important for dads to know that they are needed, needed. That's right, dads. You are needed desperately. You know, that may be about all I'm going to share for today. Again, this was kind of a free flow thing, just something was just kind of going through my head and stuff. And I could have gotten much deeper into some other stuff. And on purpose, I didn't. Part of that was to possibly allow me 
to dive into some things with some other ideas I had for future episodes. Um, I'd love to get your feedback on what you think about the episode, about these two I've done so far related to my story. If there are certain things you'd like to know more about, please reach out and mention that to me. That's the only way I know if that's of interest to you. So let me know. Would love for you to, to help out the program. You can do that by liking, by subscribing, by giving ratings and reviews. Those are huge. So whether you're checking us out on, you know, Google Podcasts, or if you're on Apple Podcasts, or if you're on Spotify, or if you're on Amazon, or if you're on iHeartRadio, if you're on Stitcher, if you're on YouTube, um, wherever you're consuming this podcast, um, need that feedback, folks. I need it. It helps me know what's going on, what's working, what's not. Uh, so the more you can do that, the better. Uh, I'll find ways to make it worth your while. I promise. Uh, as you know, I have people on here often who are very willing to do giveaways with us. So we can certainly get something arranged for folks who want to help out that way. So I'll see if I can start figuring out some prizes for you guys to start doing some stuff like that. And who knows, in the very near future, we may be offering you opportunities to have a specialty membership for relationships and revenue. And for those of you who choose to go that route, there will be special content only for you. That's right. So membership means that you're buying into it. You're literally paying money to be a part of the, of the membership community. And when you do that, you will get things that are separate just for you. You still have access to everything else but you get special access to new things. And depending upon where you are on the membership levels, the higher the level, the more access you have to me. So if that's something that interests you, let me know because that is something that is in the works right now. So I'm letting a little, I'm letting the cat peek out of the bag, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag yet. Just kind of cats meowing, just kind of looking around. So, all right, with that, I'm gonna wrap up today. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate that so much so. It means the world to me. You're sharing your most precious resource and that's your time because I know it's not renewable and you can't get it back. So thank you for honoring me with your time today. You guys take care and I'll talk to you next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.